Hello and welcome back to Conversations with the Homemaker podcast. I'm Tori and I'm your host and I'm here with Audrey. She is my special guest today. Welcome to the podcast, Audrey. Thank you so much. It's an honor to be here. I'm super excited. (laughs) I'm so excited. So let's go ahead and jump in. How long have you been a homemaker? So I would consider my homemaking journey to have started um, in the fall of 2021. So I guess that's going on almost two years, like a year and a half, almost two years. Did you have any relatives that were homemaker before any homemakers before you? Yeah. So it definitely kind of like you, Tori, runs in the family. So my mother was a homemaker and her mother was a homemaker and so on and so forth. But also on my dad's side as well, like my uh, paternal grandmother was an amazing homemaker as well. So definitely runs in the family. It's definitely in my blood. And I I think that's why I love it so much. Oh, so you definitely had a lot of support when you started your homemaking journey. That's awesome. Yeah. Yeah. I feel like it kind of was just something that happened very naturally. And um, I think that, you know, all like my mom and my grandmothers were very proud, proud of that. Oh, yeah. It's definitely something to be proud of. Yeah. Yeah, I definitely agree. <laughs> um, do you have any children currently? So I actually have no children of my own. I am about to have two stepkids, though. Um, I am engaged to be married in the end of July. And my fiancé has two kids, and they are adorable. And I love them so much. And their age is four and two, so they're they're just, you know, fun little balls of energy (laughs) but they are the sweetest kids and I'm so excited like all I've ever wanted to be is a mom and I you know never growing up I never really thought thought that I of like the potential of marrying somebody who already had kids just for no other reason other than Mm -hmm. it never crossed my mind um but you know when I met my fiance and you know found out he had two kids I was like, and like, as I've gotten to know them more, and as we've become a little family, it's like, holy cow, like my dream of being a mom is already coming true. And it's so amazing. So it's came, it's come true a lot faster than I ever expected. So um, I guess, in some sense, I do have have two kids now. But um, (laughs) yeah, none, none of my very own yet. Oh, that's so sweet, though. And congratulations on your engagement and upcoming wedding. That's so exciting. Um, You definitely get to be a mom and a wife to, like, important roles all, like, in a day. <laughs> that's so awesome. I know. I, I am really, really excited. <laughs> um, we're definitely right in the midst of all the wedding planning and getting all that ready to go, but it's, it's so fun and we're just excited and we're really happy. What was, what has been one way homemaking has changed you as a person? It has helped me just really understand what is most important in life and really get very clear on the values that I have. Um, I think that, you know, I've always been like a very ambitious person. I have big dreams. I like to do lots of things. I'm multi-passionate. Um, and before, especially before I became a homemaker, um, I, 
I would always, I like, I was pursuing so, so, so many things. And I still am pursuing many things. And I think you can do both. But homemaking has helped kind of just center me and has helped me really get clear on what my mm -hmm. values are and has helped be like a safe place that also is an inspiring place to help continue to pursue whatever dreams I do have or um, that my family has. So I think that that's kind of the the biggest thing that it's changed me is just kind of centering me and making sure that I um, remember my values. Yeah, that's very true. Um, to add on to that question, with what you what has homemaking has changed you when you're talking to someone that wants to be a homemaker what type of skills would you tell them that they would need to be like the best homemaker ever yeah so I think that it is um there's the you know more traditional and almost stereotypical types of skills like cooking and cleaning and all of those things are really good skills to have and they can be a part of homemaking and I love doing all of those things um but I, I kind of think that it goes there's a lot more to homemaking than just cooking and cleaning and um kind of running your household homemaking is I think it requires the skill of um being intentional um to be deliberate in your decision making and in the way that you actually do run your home. And I think that that is something that, mm -hmm. um, it can come naturally to people, but it oftentimes doesn't. We can get very caught up in the day-to-day, -day, get caught up in our, um, get caught up in like our list of to-dos, list of, you know, all the things that we have to get done. We can, it can be very overwhelming at times. And so the ability to slow down and, express gratitude and be present and intentional in what you're doing with your own time and with your interactions with your kids with your spouse I think that that is a, a really mm -hmm. really important skill to to be able to have as a homemaker and I couldn't agree more so in your experience of doing or being a homemaker for the past two years what has been the hardest thing about homemaking um or hardest thing that you've had to do during your homemaking journey? Yeah, I actually have been thinking a lot about, about this uh, lately. And when I actually very first started homemaking, it looked a little unconventional to traditional homemaking. And I love traditional homemaking. And I think that that is so wonderful and noble and a beautiful thing. Um, but when I first became a homemaker, I was single. I was working nine to five. I also was a student. So I was doing all of these things that, like I said before, like I'm very multi-passionate. But the way that I like define homemaker um, is somebody who makes their house a home. So I definitely still considered myself a homemaker. I became a homemaker when I um, got a place of my own and I literally... It was completely torn to shambles. I had to clean it up. I had to renovate it. I had to make it a place that was safe and, um, you know, a place that I felt good being in. And that process was really hard. 
especially while balancing school and work and dating and all of the other things that were going on in my life, the other passions that I had, you know, wanting to go travel and do all these things. And so it was, I I guess, historically have, uh, <laughs> like, gotten, I, I tend to put too much on my plate at once and it causes yeah, burnout, it leads to burnout and feeling overwhelmed. And, you know, I think that learning how to kind of bridle that a little bit while still, you know, making the most out of all the good things, because all those things are really good. School is really good. Working is good. Uh, traveling is good. Pursuing these passions, those are good things. Mm-hmm. Um, but when you don't know how to balance it, that is difficult. And so kind of tying that back to homemaking, I would really, I, there were many times when I would experience just feeling so overwhelmed in my own home because it was a mess. It was, you know, dirty from all the projects that I was working on. It was, you know, I was behind on my laundry. I was behind on my dishes. I was behind on everything. And it was like a breeding place for stress and chaos. And that's definitely not Mm -hmm. what, you know, you want your home to be like. And so figuring out how to, you know, take control of, um, all of what was going on, including, and just owning my home, owning my choices, Mm -hmm. owning all of the things that I wanted to do. And also mindset, mindset is everything taking, you know, making sure that you have the mindset that, um, instead of like, I, I often found myself in a mindset of feeling, oh, like I don't have enough time or I don't have enough mental capacity to do this. And if that's what I'm telling myself, then I'm probably not really going to even have enough time or I'm not going to have enough mental capacity. But if you start telling yourself, (laughs) looking at things in a different lens, then that's when things become a little bit easier. And it takes work and it takes time to get there, to develop habits and to change routines and to set up systems to, you know, streamline things in your life. But figuring all of that out over the course of, of two years was, was pretty difficult. And, um, I think it's really natural and easy and it's okay to be overwhelmed still. Sometimes I still am sometimes, but it's, it's a lot Mm -hmm. less frequent. So hopefully that answers the question. (laughs) So with you being on social media and having a following and sharing your life about being a homemaker and a mom and a sense of wife, Have you gotten backlash for exposing your life and your passions? I think that um, a lot of people like to talk big, you know, behind the screen. And so there, you know, I've actually, I was actually quite surprised with um, the amount of good that and, you know, good responses and positive responses that I've gotten so far compared to the bad, like it definitely, the good definitely outweighs the bad, um, when it comes to response, responding to the homemaking culture. Uh, (laughs) but I do think that, Mm -hmm. uh, with backlash, I, I think that, um, when you truly understand your worth and like the value in what you are doing, and understand that your worth doesn't actually change depending on what anybody thinks um, or anything that you do. Mm-hmm. Um, that any backlash that comes 
doesn't really have any kind of impact other than it could, you know, light a fire underneath you to just keep, you know, pushing what you believe and, um, you know, standing mm-hmm. up for it. But as far as taking anything personally, it's never, it's not been an issue, um, you know, in the long run. So in your time of, um, connecting with other homemakers through social media and even your family members that are homemakers, what has been one thing that you've learned from them? Yeah. Um, I think that one thing I've learned from kind of the social media side, I have kind of two parts to this. The social media side is that everybody, home looking, oh, well, homemaking looks different for everybody. And I think that's a really beautiful thing. I think that that's honestly probably one of the cool parts about your podcast is that you're going to be talking to homemakers all over and like, it's going to look a little bit different for everybody, but then there's also a lot of similarities too, that we can relate to each other with. And, um, you know, it's, it's fun that way, but I, I, I've been amazed by, by social media, um, to see how homemaking homemaking looks for everybody and how it is a little different and how we can learn from each other. Um, so that's kind of like the, the social media side. Um, I don't know if you have anything you want to add to that. (laughs) Yeah, one reason why I did start is because there are so many other homemakers like me that are also not like me either. And we are different, but we all have the same passion of making a house a home. And that has been just one reason why I wanted to make this podcast. (laughs) Yeah, I love that. I I seriously think it's a brilliant idea to do this. Um, (laughs) um, (laughs) Thank you. Uh, kind of with the other part of that, um, my I, I could talk about my mom for forever. My mom is just the most amazing woman. And um, from her, I've learned just the beauty in homemaking itself and like how, what a beautiful thing it is to um, kind of look outside yourself and serve your family, serve your kids, serve your spouse. Um, because that is like when we are lifting other people up when we are choosing to, you know, lift others, then we also become lifted as well. There's really good personal benefits to that. Um, but there's just so much joy and satisfaction in taking care of your family and taking care of your home. And my mom, like I, I for Mm -hmm. sure, when I was a kid, I did not fully appreciate and understand the extent of everything that she did for me and even now it's still like it's still mind-blowing to me um what she still does and what she has done even when we you know we had I have four siblings there were five of us kids running around that house and she Mm. you know would she would she did it all it's what seemed flawlessly and so um just the value in being home and raising us and um, taking care of us and making sure that we felt safe and that we felt loved, um, I think is a huge, a huge thing that I've learned from, from my mom. So when you are not taking care of your family or a house, what is a way that you like to relax? Yeah, uh, that's a great question. One of the, my favorite things to do, I really like to just be outside. Um, so if the weather allows it, then I like to, uh, go on walks with my dog. I think that, um, 
he, I mean, he loves it just as much as I do. <laughs> um, but I think going on walks is a, a really good way to relax. Um, if I can try and take a nap. Um, but honestly, a lot of like homemaking related things actually relax me, like cleaning and baking. <laughs> so that's another way. <laughs> yeah. Whenever I'm stressed, baking is my go-to. Like, and when my husband comes home from work and he basically sees, like, a bakery on our kitchen counter, he knows it's been a rough day. <laughs> <laughs> like, my little cousin, she comes over to play with my daughter. And I was making bread one time. And she, like, opened the door and she was like, <gasps> yes. <laughs> That's awesome. That's <laughs> That is the only appropriate reaction. <laughs> <laughs> yes. So what has been your favorite um, meal and dessert to make? Like your go-to favorite, most delicious um, meal and dessert? <laughs> yes. Okay. Well, it's going to not be as like, you know, exciting as you might hope, but our go-to dinner lately has honestly been BLTs. They're just so simple, but they are so good, especially on homemade bread. And when they're in season, garden tomatoes, it's just so hard to beat. So BLTs, like they're the literal simplest thing ever. And that's just been like one of our favorite things. Um, but kind of more cooking wise, I really love making like a white chicken chili um, or something in the crock pot, really anything in the crock pot. Those are, those are fun to, to make and delicious. One of my first crock pot meals, I, it was actually my first video on TikTok ever. And I posted my signature salsa soup. I love crock pot meals. Yeah, no, uh, dessert. I, I guess there's kind of two two things. If I'm really just, it's probably one of my all-time just favorite things ever, and it's really basic, but it's just chocolate chip cookies. Um, I will make those, mm. you know, anytime I'm just feeling it, but I, if I want to actually, like, kind of put more effort into something, I really love making pies. So, any kind of pie, honestly, like, from scratch, the crust and everything, love making apple pie, pecan pie, key lime pie, you name it. it banana cream pie. <laughs> mm -hmm. I love making pies. What's your favorite pie to eat? That's, that's a dumb question. I love all pies. No, I'm just kidding. It's not, it's not dumb. <laughs> and, and I feel like it probably depends on the, the season too. Like, in the fall, apple pie and pecan pie. But, like, in the summer, like, key lime pie is so hard to beat. Banana cream pie, those, like, cooler type of pies, those are delicious, too. Um, but, I I mean, I like all of them, like, probably equally, so. <laughs> <laughs> I've never had banana cream pie before. And it's on my list of things to try to make, but I've never had it before. Which is last to me in the South. Well, but... <laughs> yeah, well, you need to get on that. I'm <laughs> just kidding. Mm -hmm. uh, I have a whole bunch of bananas, so I might make that. I think that'll be my new TikTok video, making banana cream pie and eating it for the first time. 
I love that. Do that. Um, do you have any side hustles that are um, currently a passion of yours? Yeah. Uh, one thing that I've actually done for, gosh, it's been like 14 years now. Um, I've done photography uh, always on the side. It's never been like my primary my primary source of income, but um, I I've had a little photography business on the side since I was like 14 years old, and um, you know I do I've done weddings and families primarily, and loved both of those. Um, I'm actually kind of more just sticking to families um, as of late, and have actually kind of some things coming up in the future that are exciting and um they're I guess I'll give a little hint I haven't announced really any of this on social media but um it is very much motherhood based so I'm really excited hope it's kind of a project that's in the making for um probably won't be ready for about a year um, hopefully less hopefully less we'll see but um yeah, motherhood is the hint, so. Oh, that sounds so exciting. I can't wait to hear what it is. <laughs> <laughs> I'm really excited about it, too. So last question that I have for you is, what is one thing you want to tell your audience? I want my audience to know that anybody can be a homemaker. And again, I want to just emphasize that a homemaker is somebody who makes a house a home. And that can look, you know, different for everybody and, and apply to anybody in really any given circumstance. So you can be a homemaker and you can work a nine to five and you can be a student or you could be a teenager living with your parents or, um, you know, any other number of circumstances. You could be a single mom and you can be a homemaker. And I think that, you know, regardless of what circumstance you're in, just being intentional in your home is is going to be the best thing to do. Um, and uh, and so that's actually why I created like a, a guide to intentional homemaking. Um, and it's like a four week guide that walks you through how to be more intentional in your home and your life um, to teach you how to elevate your home, because when you elevate your home, you're elevating your life as well kind of by consequence. And it, this guide kind of walks you through um, each week. There's a focus. The first week is focusing on creating a vision for your home. The second week is focusing on habits and setting up systems to make, you know, kind of take the overwhelm and the stress out of homemaking. And the third week is all about mindset because we talked about how important mindset is. And the fourth week is kind of just putting it all together. And so I, I really took like these two years of difficult experiences and uh, simplified it into something that can be achieved in, in literally four weeks. And um, so people can, you know, if you're interested, you can find that on, you know, my stand store at any of my profiles. But um, I, I think more than anything, just being intentional is, is the most rewarding and I think important thing to do as a homemaker. Very true. And I will definitely put the link down at the um, notes below. So if you're interested in 
go check it out below. And I think those are all the questions I have for you. Is there anything else you'd like to add? Um, I, I mean, honestly, Tori, I just think that you are so cute and darling. And I wish I could just sit here and chat with you all night. You've been so fun to to talk with. And <laughs> I, I love you. that you're doing this podcast. So, yeah, of course. Thank you so much for the opportunity. And um, it's fun to I think this is a really great way to be intentional, like to think about these questions and things. So, um. Yeah, I, I really appreciate the opportunity. Uh, well, thank you so much for joining me again, and I will chat with you later. Okay, thanks. See ya. Bye.